It's my pleasure to welcome to this week's show, Chris Elena, and we're going to talk about his film, Audio Guide. Hi, Chris. How are you? Hey, not too bad, thanks. Yourself? Uh, well, I'm hanging in there. You know, life is very, very different. Uh, how is it there in Australia? It's, um, well, our, our numbers are low with the, with, in terms of infections. They are, it's starting to get better, but it's, again, like everywhere else, it's just that uncertainty. That's good. We all need some optimism. Before we jump into your film, because I'm really excited to talk about Audio Guide, um, my show is called Get the Funk Out. I would love to hear what you're doing to stay positive right now in the climate of COVID. Yeah, so with my, my number one thing at the moment is writing. Just Great. writing scripts, um, trying to work out what I can do next, Getting uh, asking writers, friends of mine to write scripts, that I could make as a movie when this has died down. And I guess the approach to that is cinema's closing, even with film festivals for audio guide in, in limbo and that being quite scary. It's just the idea of, okay, what can we do next? What can we make? If we're in isolation, let's take that as time to create stuff without as many distractions as we normally would have. Yes. It's kind of like another way of looking at this. Um, so my approach has been just trying to be creative and trying to make things and write stuff as much as we can. I love that. That's how I am, too. Yeah. That's exactly how I am. So how did you come up with the idea for Audio Guide? So um, basically it was our it was our writer, Lee Zachariah, who had the idea. Um, it was initially a thing of I the last short film I'd made, I'd written it myself, and I was a little unhappy with the final product, I thought it was overwritten. I thought there was too much dialogue, not enough in the way of plot and um, ideas. I, it felt like it was just a series of monologues. I was a bit, so I was a bit disheartened by that. So I went to a writer friend um, who said he was having writer's block, and I said to him, well, write something for me. And he goes, oh, what do you mean? I said, you, can, you said you can't write stuff for yourself because you're not feeling it. Mm-hmm. Write something for me that I promise I'll make into a movie. Um, I said that because I trusted his work so much, and I was always always wanted to make a film from his script. So he agreed, and then three weeks later he came back with the script. Um, and when I asked him where he came up with the idea, he said, um, by watching too much too much Twilight Zone. That was <laughs> so, I was happy with that response. Okay. <laughs> It's a it's a great concept. Without giving too much away, uh, what would you like to the listeners to know about it? it? That's a good question. My number one summary I've been using for everything, including vessel submissions, and um, is a woman is told the secrets of the world through an audio through an art gallery issued audio guide. Um, that's a, that's a short one sentence summary. I guess the bigger one is. Um, a woman in an art gallery using an audio guide which usually picks up the frequency of an artwork and tells you the history of that artwork and the artist um, starts getting that information from people in the room and objects and then it gets bigger and bigger without saying too much more than that. I love how she doesn't have any dialogue. Yes. I hope I wasn't supposed to keep that silent or to myself. (laughs) (laughs) That's not a spoiler. That was so clever. 
It was so clever. And she was a wonderful actress. How did you find her? Oh, Emma. Emma Wright. She's amazing. Um, so I had met her... So our executive producer um, is a friend of mine, and he's always said, oh, my, my sister is an actor. I'm like, oh, great. I'd love to meet her one day. Mm-hmm. And the last shot I had made, I had needed an actor within 24 hours, and I was desperate. And that Will Wright... Um, our exec producer on this film said, ask my sister. She she might be available. I did. And I gave her three pages of dialogue, three full pages. And I was like, I'm sorry, is there any way you can do this? And she just went, yeah, sure, not a problem. And then she went up there and killed it. We did everything in two takes. And I was like, oh, my God. What? Yeah, she had three pages of dialogue and a six-minute scene, and she just did it within, like, nothing. Um, and I was like, we have to do another take for the sake of it, but she's incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I was like, I have to work with you again. She's amazing. She's an amazing theatre actor, and I don't see her in enough short films or films. She's hardly in any of them at the moment. So I gave her this. I said, would you do this? Um, and she was so excited to, do, to tell a story without dialogue. And I w- was saying to her, I'd like to direct you as if this were a silent film. So let's try and do that. So um, short answer through, uh, through a friend. And then as a result, we got extremely lucky. That's amazing. Now, you shot this entirely on super um, 16 millimeter. What was the choice yeah. for that? Why did you make that choice? Yeah, sure. So the short answer is making a story that involves technology feel timeless to make a film that, that that includes the history and the past of things feel old and feel like it's something that you would have you, that could have been made 10 years ago mm-hmm. or could have been made 15 years ago because a lot of short films or a lot of films in general these days they're all shot digitally and there's also not a lot of color and warmth to films that are shot Digitally, a lot of, some are quite good, but they, there's not enough colour, there's not enough history when you look at a film like that. So I wanted that. I wanted to feel old. wanted to feel um, where you couldn't tell when we shot it. Um, and on top of that as well, because the movie primarily, primarily set in an art gallery, I wanted the movie to look as beautiful as the paintings on the wall. I really wanted it to, the images to stand out. Um, and plus, I love shooting on film. Um, there's a discipline with film that when you're shooting on, especially Super 16, you can't rewind, rewind the take and watch the rushes after. You have to wait a day. You have to take it to a lab to get a process and then get it back. So in doing that, everyone on set, um, we kind of were on the same level because we all had to make that one. We had to make each take work, so we'll pay more attention. Um, Emma and I were working much harder to get each take, so the ta- I think the, as a result, the movie's stronger for it. Does okay. that make sense? Yes. I want to mention that it's a short film as well. Um, you never thought to make it a feature. It was always set out to be a short, right? Yeah, always set out to be short until I started showing it at festivals and people are going, oh, you've got 10 hours worth of material, surely. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> I should probably think about that. <laughs> I think you captured it in the perfect amount of time. Yeah, thank you. I really I, do. Yeah. Oh, thank you for doing that. It was just very thought-provoking. Now, where have people seen it before all this went down with uh, quarantine? Yeah, so we've premiered in Sydney. Um, that was our world premiere, the Sci-Fi Film Festival. 
So we played in Sydney, Australia twice, um, and then we went to Cinequest in San Jose in, in sorry, March, okay. and the second half of the festival has been postponed to August, so Cinequest will resume back then, and we've been told that we will be playing again, which is amazing. Um, and so we've just had the three festivals so far, but we do have some more lined up at the end of the year, thankfully. Now, can people see it somewhere online? Not yet, I'm Not afraid. Yet. It, 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 once the festival run is done, in about six months to a year, we can premiere it online for everyone to see. Are there um, bits of advice you would give listeners that are interested in uh, screenwriting or filmmaking? Any advice? Um, yeah, it would be... My, the biggest one with writing is show everyone, mm-hmm. show your friends, mm-hmm. um, show people that matter and take their feedback. Um, when they tell you it's too long, think about, think about that seriously. If you even, if you're in love with a piece, if, it's, if you've written something that you truly love and you give it to someone, they say it's too long or it's too that, take that on board. Um, I think my biggest learning curve was not taking that more, that that criticism more, and then also um, emphasizing character over plot. I think a lot of um, stories just need that personal touch or that, um, how do I put this, that empathy. I think yes. stories at times need more empathy, yeah. um, especially when you're feeling, when you're watching it, you can have more of that connection. So I, my biggest advice is take it, take the advice you're given with every piece, even if you disagree with it, mm-hmm. and make it more about character and make it more empathetic. Um, and in terms of a directing standpoint, um, I would be, no matter what you're making, make it yours, make it unique, yes. make it something that um, feels like it's from you, not just another thing that we've seen. Yeah. No, that is solid advice because a lot of times people are so close to their, their scripts or whatever it is and and, you know, they're like their babies, and they can't take that feedback. They they feel defensive. Yeah, yeah and it's, it's hard. I know it is, because it's this thing you've written where in your heart of hearts you know it's great, but then when you show people, they're like, no, I, I didn't connect to this. So then you know it's, it is too much of your piece. You do need to expand it a bit, um, which is the hardest thing to do, but it is more rewarding for your work in the end, I it, think. It sure is. And we need feedback on our, on whatever it is we're working on. It just makes it stronger. It does. It does. And the thing that we're making is going to be seen by those people. You want those people to be with you and kind of in love with it as much as you are. So Now, do you tend to lean towards making short films? Have you made other short films? I have. I've made... Um, I've made five all up, including Audio Guide. Um, the... The last two had small festival runs, um, and they were shot on 16 as well. And because I I wasn't able to attend film school, um, I used shooting on film as kind of my learning experience mm-hmm. because you weren't able, we weren't able to watch The Rushes because um, it was a little harder to work with and because I had to work with the actors more because we had less time with takes. Right. I started to learn a lot more. Um, and then the other two short 
shots I'd made were just kind of me picking up a camera and working out what to do. Yeah. Um, I'm hoping to make one more short film and then hopefully expand into features um, as much as I can. I really am very fascinated with the whole short film thing because everything is obviously much shorter and tighter and the arcs, character arcs or whatever it is. So I think you did an excellent job. Oh, thank you for saying that. That yes. really means a lot to us. And our, our biggest um, goal with this, one of the biggest goals is making a short that felt like a feature, that mm-hmm. you got the most out of it, if that makes sense. So oh, yeah. 14 minutes, but I wanted it to feel like you got 19 minutes worth of information. So. Yes. Where can people find out more about you? Yeah, sure. Um, so the best way to go about it is our audio guide Twitter and Facebook page. So if you type in the audio guide film, you'll see a picture of Emma. Um, like those, and there's information about me, and I'm on um, Instagram. Instagram's a big one as well, so I'm chris.elenough49, and I'm also on Twitter um, and Facebook. Twitter, if you look up my name and surname, you'll see me, and Fantastic. So Chris Elena dot forty nine was one of the handles you mentioned? Oh sorry no, Chris dot Elena forty nine, but close enough. Okay. <laughs> All right, wonderful. I want to thank you so much for calling in. No, thank you. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Stay well. Thank you, you too. Thanks, Chris. All right, that's a wrap for this week's show. If you want to follow me on Twitter, just visit moms, M-O-M-Z underscore rock. I'm also on Facebook at Janine, J-A-N-E-A-N-E, Bernstein, B-E-R-N-S-T-E-I-N. The show blog is getthefunkoutshow.kci.org. And if you'd like to find out about being a guest, just send me an email to Janine, J-A-N-E-A-N-E, at kci.org. You've been listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine.